I'm Vince Roca. And I'm Mike Hutchinson. Oh, please help me! Oh. Uh, so, what's new? Uh, we're, we're leaving the beautiful French countryside. Uh, the last podcast we were in Wales. Yes, since then we've been in uh, Belgium. Well, we went to London. Uh, we did go, that's right, because we didn't go to London at that point. Yes, we've been to London. Went back to Wales and saw saw the outside of Buckingham Palace. Oh, we got to see the inside of Parliament. Yeah, we did. That was pretty cool. Uh, VIP tour. So someone knows a MP, a member of Parliament. Yeah, somebody, not you. It was not me. But actually, I could have also because she's friends with a friend of mine from many many years ago. So six degrees. I could have been friends with her. I have met her at some other point in my life. Probably. Uh, that's she's talking about Jennifer, who whose husband is a member of Parliament, got us a tour of Parliament. Um, what else did we do? We, oh, I I was introduced to Whippies, Mr. Whippies. Yes, you were a big fan and, and can't pass the Mr. Whippy truck. Uh, yeah, Mr. Whippy is this uh, light, fluffy, almost like cool whip ice cream. Uh, which is fantastic. It's like a heavy whipping cream, but they consider it ice cream. Um, oh, what the hell else do we do in London? I, I remember we went to the... Deanna and I went to the Tower of London, which I hated. Um, <laughs> and that's why I didn't go. I uh, hung out outside of that. Yeah, you people watched. Uh, what, what the hell? We saw We saw everything in London. If you don't remember how much walking we did in London. We did a lot of walking. We, oh, we went to Abbey Road. Um, we saw, we walked to where the Beatles walked across Abbey Road. Yeah, um, did a hacky sack there. Yeah, you hackied a uh, hacky sack to the, part of the top of Parliament. That's right. Well, there was a section, a session, sorry, just a debate actually going on down below when I was on the roof. Uh, the first person to ever do that, from what I'm told. We actually got to go down to the church underneath also, which I can't remember the name, which is really cool. Neither of them were dressed up. Apparently, they dress up mannequin. 
buy for a few euros uh, covered in chocolate or vanilla or whipped cream or strawberries, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Um, very delicious. Very delicious. Yeah, and then what the hell else do we see there? We uh, we did the walk all the way up to watch the beautiful sunset. Oh yes, and it was cloudy. And it was cloudy, so there was not. And the sun sets at like ten thirty. Oh, that was the first day we got to wear shorts on the entire journey. Yes, because it's been freezing cold. It was freezing up until that point. Um, and we welcomed the heat. Uh, and we welcomed it a little too much, as later on it got too fucking hot. Um, and all right, so in Belgium we went to. Oh, well, that was. Where the hell were we? That was Brussels. Brussels. Then we went to Bruges. That's a beautiful city. That's what everybody says. And it is a pretty city, but it's a, it's a day trip at best. I think uh, the Grand Palace was far more beautiful than anything we saw in Brussels. It was, along with the, everything Bruges. that goes on there. Everything we saw in Bruges. Everything starts with a B. Um, Brussels, Bruges. And Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, it's all B. We also have Belgium chocolate. Oh, Belgium was the first place I used a outdoor urinal. Right. Which is what? Uh, they are urinals that they kind of look like a, know, a street bench maybe, but has a little blocking around your, I guess, the crotch to your chest. Like a screening, yeah. uh, a soju screen, a metal thing that wraps around you. And you just walk in and pee and walk out. There's no Almost flushing, like a, no hand washing. Like a snail shell. You kind of walk in and go into a bit of a circle. Yeah. And then pee on the street. It's usually in front of a church. Now that one actually, I don't think that one was. That The first one was... No, the first one was in front of was a church. It was behind it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was... Uh, uh, yeah, we were walking around, and it was yeah, it was right next to a church or whatever, in front of a church, side of a church. So I used them in there because I have been on a beer tour, also apparently, trying all kinds of different beers, getting my beer badges on untapped. How many? What day is this today? How, how many days have we been on this uh, vacation journey? Uh, let's just see. It's like day twenty-two. Six days left, and we're 31 days. We're on so day 26. 26. Yeah, so for five days left. And for 26 days straight so far, you've had a beer every day, right? I have, and a different beer every day. A different beer. Well, at least a different beer. I've had some of the same also. Some of the same, but uh, you've had beer every day for 26 days, and still somehow claim that you're not an alcoholic. One beer a day is good for you. <laughs> so says you. And every alcoholic there is. And every alcoholic there is, exactly. Um, so yeah, so then... And what was my breakfast this morning? Beer. It, 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 is, it is now 7.39 a.m. And Michael is almost done with a beer. I am done with a beer. Uh, and there's still liquid? Oh, yeah. No, Michael <laughs> is done with a beer. Um, Didn't want to go to waste. So then Belgium, where the hell? Well, we went to Amsterdam. That was after uh, Bruges, right? Uh, yeah, then we went to Brussels for a quick couple hours, and yes, up to Amsterdam. Up to Amsterdam, and, and we spent uh, three days in Amsterdam. Uh, and, oh, we saw Anne Frank's house there. Oh, yes, we did. Cool. She had Wi-Fi. I can uh, post that. Yeah. Uh, she, Anne Frank, had, wasn't an addict. Like, uh, it seems like I was led to believe she kind of lived in an attic with her family. Uh, it's, it's, the story has always made it sound like she lived in a tiny little uncomfortable place. Uh, and when you visit 
Frank house. Uh, she lived in quite a spacious place. She did. Uh, she had her own room for a little bit. Our the first uh, two weeks of our journey in Wales, we stayed with a friend of ours, Vince, Vince Thomas, and I believe that we were staying in accommodations that were smaller than Anne Frank's. Uh, they probably were. I know their kitchen area was a lot bigger than Vince's. Uh, their kitchen area was a lot bigger <laughs> than Vince's kitchen. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it, and they, they had a nicer toilet than any toilet I've seen on the entire journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was running water, uh, it's, its own bathroom, its own, its own stall. Its own private bathroom yeah. stall, so... Running water. This idea that Anne had to pee in a bucket in front of, uh, you know, Peter and everybody else is, uh, you know, not the case. No, it was really surprising. Now, this isn't to discount that, you know, things were difficult, and they did live in hiding, and they didn't get to see daylight, and they didn't go play for, like, two years or whatever it was, but... I don't know, for some reason uh, it was just lessened because I was expecting a tiny little attic that she, that the family had to share and that's... Eight people, there was eight people there. Yeah, it was very spacious for you. Yes. Um, You'd still get on each other's nerves being there for two years. And they had books and they had connections to the outside world. They didn't always have a lot of food, especially as uh, rations because even though you had money, uh, the government issued rations tickets to each person so you had to find someone that you could buy their ration and then you could get food to, for them to get food so they didn't have a lot of food um, but they had access to people helping them so they did have access to like books and literature and yeah, they knew um, what was going on all the time they had a radio they had, a radio. They had, a they had entertainment radio. so they knew what was going on all the allied forces and Mr. Frank was even pinning it up on the wall where everybody was at the time. Can you imagine during their time, they had the radio, they had books, they were, they must have, I mean, I, I swear to God, this was probably uttered at some point. Wow, technology is fantastic, right? It's amazing. We can hear what's going on. Yeah, we can do this and we can live this way and, you know, if, if you were to just go back 10 years, 20 years, we wouldn't even have radio, we wouldn't be able to have all these printed books. Yeah, they, someone kept bringing her magazines from all, all the things that was happening from America and all that. Current Inquirer. She'd paste them up on the walls. Yeah, she had uh, pictures up on her walls in her room. Because she had her own room. Yeah. So that was strange. This guy uh, right there, he just passed me, which our listeners can't hear. But he was on the right-hand side, and you're not supposed to pass on the right. So he jumped two lanes to the left to get around me, and then jumped two lanes back to the right. That's supposed to be safe, as opposed to just fucking passing him, right? Yeah. We're in France now, after Amsterdam. What else did we see in Amsterdam? It was uh, Anne Frank's house. We went down to the Red Light uh, District. It, red Light District was disappointing, also. Yeah, Red Light District is like seeing Fredericks of Hollywood's mannequins. Except they're oh, alive. They yeah. But no, no nudity in those windows. They're just uh, basically in bikinis. No sexual gestures, just kind of, yeah. hey, so they'd open up the door maybe and try to get you inside. We experienced the difference between the day crowd of girls and the night crowd of girls. That's right. And there's one certain area that's a little bit different than the rest also. A little you bit mean, heftier. Hef At night, there was a... You mean the black? Yeah. The, there's an area around the church that uh, just seemed to be black girls. Um, which also happens to be the area that the government is trying to clear out because they want to clear the area around the church, but it also turns out to be the black girl section. Um, so I, I don't know if there's any 
how much does a whore cost? Uh, oh, a whore costs 50 euros. He did the same thing, he just went around. It's, uh, it seems so unsafe. Yeah. Alright, anyway, whore, 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 costs, whore costs 50 euros. Um, on a slow day, they may go down to 30 because it's totally up to them. They can choose what they want because they pay for the door. Well, it's not. You, you pay for a door, but inside that door is a bed. Also, it has a, usually has a sink inside of it. It's like a, up. a closet or a, sm a small bathroom with a bed uh, and a clear glass door that is out on the street. So it's not very big. But. Yeah, it is very big. And then you, and then they, when it's busy in there, they will close their door, their drapes, so no one can see inside. And then when they're done, they open it back up and show you they're back in business. Yep, and you know, become the cum receptacle to the next guy. You have to use a condom. Yeah, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. Although, it doesn't seem right, but it, it seems like if I'm paying for sex, I should get the best sex ever and I shouldn't have to use a condom. But, uh, you know, it makes sense, but it also doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you know, she, it's just a job for her. It's not like, I don't know, can it be the best sex? Is she ever going to really be into it? Oh, Vince. Oh, Vince, you are so awesome. You are the best. Six minutes. Yeah. Right. If the, if the average is six minutes, that means that some people are in and out in two. 
that. I gotta imagine for some guys though, uh, out of the usual, they're probably more excited by the whole uh, aspect of just choosing a girl from a, a door, walking in and like you, you just pay the 50 bucks and you're good to go. I mean, if you were to hire a hooker at home, you'd have to pick up the phone and call some ad or go to Craigslist or whatever and find something and then you'd have to drive there and or they'd have to come Hopefully she looks like what she Hopefully, plays. yeah, exactly. Which, so there's that disappointment. Or like if you're in Vegas, uh, which is where it's illegal in Las Vegas, um, you know, you call a call girl and then there's the whole exchange of money and what you've got to pay and that whole thing. This, like, you open a door and you're like, how much? 50 bucks, okay. Or 50 euros, okay. And then you walk in and, you know, you already see what she look, looks like when you go to it. But on the same side, I imagine that some guys are probably intimidated and it takes longer. Uh, I guess it could. Usually it seems like it's not the case. You're excited because it's something new, something strange. Especially after you've, you know, smoked enough reefer. Right, add some alcohol. From said coffee houses. Because it's, you know, it's legal to walk around with alcohol. Yes, and it's legal to walk around and smoke pot. It is. Uh, which seems odd that we didn't see a lot of that going on. Uh, yeah, there was, well, there wasn't a lot of street drinking. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of uh, pot smoking and people just wandering around. Uh, you had to go into a coffee shop and then there were people smoking in the coffee shop. But even then that wasn't full. Like, nope, coffee shops were not full. So I don't know what they're doing, where they're buying it, where they're going. Well, we were in one where a guy came in and bought a bunch of stuff and then left. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if he's stocking up, maybe in the traffic getting it across or I, I don't know. It seems to be like a naughty thing to do, but not necessarily like anybody really wants to do it. Yeah. Sort of like the girls. Like, it seems naughty to walk around down there and look at the girls and like you, you kind of want to pay them, but you don't really want to do it. Yeah, just the novelty of it. Yeah, the novelty. The when it's it out. But you don't really want to be part of it. And if you go during the day and the girls are, they look so bored. Yeah, bored and ugly. Playing on their phones, not interested in who's walking by. Some of them at night were, you know, checking their Facebook as well. Oh, I think we're approaching a toll bridge. All right. Wonderful France, we're told. Um, you peed outside in Amsterdam as well. I did pee outside in Amsterdam. And those urinals were a little more exciting, weren't they? Well, they were, actually. I peed in the red light district. Um, Fucking eye. Uh-oh. It looks like credit cards. All right. So, yeah, I, um, the ones in the square across from the Hotel Amsterdam, or no, Hotel American, where we were staying, which was a beautiful hotel. Yes, we stayed at the Hotel American. Typical uh, American. That's right. Right. But apparently, Wet 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 was there because our concierge was very excited about Wet Wet Wet. You don't know who Wet Wet That's right. What? No, you don't know Wet Wet Wet? Like, they had a book of people like um, Eric Clapton and Slash and a bunch of these other huge name people that we know. Yeah. And the book was open. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Billy book, Joel. Yeah, Billy Joel was there. It's um, like a guest book that uh, when famous people come into town, they sign, and then it's kept under plexiglass to an open page. And what was the page open to? The page was wet, wet, wet. Yes. 
could have been Eric Clapton, could have been a Billy Joel who has performed more shows in That's right. Central Park than uh, anybody else. Some Ice Tea Coco. Ice Tea Coco were, were in there, yeah. And it was open to Wet Wet Wet. Yes. You don't know who were What? You don't know Wet Wet Wet? Wet Wet Wet. Um, I got nothing on that. But you peed in Amsterdam, and those urinals came out of the ground. Yeah, the ones across from where we were at. Um, during the day, you know, we went through there, we ate, there's a Burger King and some other stuff there, and we go eat or whatever, kind of walk around. And then at night, I noticed, because I went out there, and you guys went off to bed, I just kind of hanging out, and I'm like, there's these urinals that would just pop out, they're circular, there's three of them. Uh, there's no, like, really hiding anything, you're just kind of there. And there's two of these things that popped up. Oh, I didn't, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really notice they popped up. They're like, oh, they're here. Because the next day I actually looked for them and they weren't there at the same exact spot. But there's a circle in the ground indicating that they go up and they go down. So during the day, you don't see these urinals at night. Because the square that we were at was a bunch of clubs and bars and all kinds of stuff like that. So instead of having people piss in the street, they have... They make urinals available. What if it turns out you were just so fucked up that you were actually just standing there peeing on a circle in the ground at night? <laughs> there was no urinal that came out of the ground. It was only your imagination. You just... <laughs> it was just some guy. People are just wandering around you and you just take out your dick yeah, and just fucking pee on a circle. Here, that's right. Maybe it was just a tree. I don't know. I remember why I couldn't remember what we did in London. Because, like, every 10 feet that you walk was something old something that was supposed to be historic. There was another old building, and if you went 10 feet without something old, they put up a fucking statue. There were statues everywhere. There was a statue or a plaque anywhere that something old didn't happen to commemorate something old that did happen. I, it's It was mind-numbing. Just fucking everywhere you looked was another memorial or another statue or another square or another fucking thing. Which means no one cared about them because there's so many of them. Oh, you, yeah, you easily became callous to all of this shit. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, and you you have you lose any interest in reading anything because you'll just be like, you're, you're reading a plaque for the guy who invented the decimal point, which we actually did visit <laughs> that square. We did. That, oh, that one was in... That's Belgium. Bel... Oh, wait a minute. Bruges. Yeah, but Bruges or... Were you... Was Amsterdam. Is <laughs> that Bruges or... That was Bruges. Yeah, that was Bruges that we... Oh, oh Bruges, Simon, we also yeah, toured Bruges. the beer factory. Yes. Yes, Bruges was the beer factory, and, then, and we... Simon Stevens. Yes. Went to the decimal point, as uh, it was what we think. Um, all right, so Amsterdam, you peed out there. And I did, and actually out. the one in the red light didn't have a euro. One of the red light was just a hole in the ground. Like you walk through the same. But it had a screen. Like, yeah, it had a screen yeah, like, the other, like one. the other one. Yeah. But it was just a hole in the ground. It was like a concrete thing. They went down, so you just weren't peeing outside of it. Right. And into a into a hole in the ground. Um. So uh, I did wash my shoes that night. Um, the bottoms of them, because if you can imagine, just trying to pee into a hole in the ground. Not everybody's making it into that hole in the ground. Most people are making it all the ground. Especially when you're drunk. After they've had their coffee. That's right. Well, that was the other thing. They call them coffee. I always thought they called the called them cafes. But it turns out a cafe is someplace where you actually get food. And a coffee house is where you get weed. Except there are Starbucks in Amsterdam. Starbucks coffee. 
where you don't get any weed. But they're not called coffee houses, I guess. It's just no, it's just says Starbucks coffee, but and the other ones are coffee houses. And you can get coffee in a coffee house. They usually have a, a little machine in the corner. You put in a euro or two and it dispenses a cup and you actually get coffee. And you can buy edibles and all that other fun stuff also. Yeah. Um, so Amsterdam to what? What the hell was after Amsterdam? Amsterdam we came to Paris, yeah. which is where we are now. We're in France. It was just a party area. Uh, Amsterdam is we got like the Vegas at the chocolate. Line. Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam is like the Vegas. Uh, or it seemed like the, the Vegas of Europe, I guess, or that part of Europe. I don't yeah. know. Because we did see a lot of bachelor parties, a lot of stag parties, a lot of. Oh, yeah. we saw an accident. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. There are. What no, wait a minute. Before we get to the accident, first off, traffic is chaotic there. There are well, bicycles. Go, yeah, I was just going to go on the bicycles. They had, there's 800,000 people. I think that's what it was. And there's a million bicycles. If you can imagine this town, which isn't very big. Um, but everybody, everywhere you look, there's a bike. 12,000. Not just one bike. 12,000 bicycles get thrown into the river a year. Just thrown away. People just just litter. They, they get tired of their old bike or they steal a bike or whatever. And they dump them. 1,000 bicycles a month into the river. Everywhere. So that's 250 roughly a week. Uh, so what is that, like uh, 30 a day or something? Uh, 3 times 7? Yeah. Yeah, 30, 40 a day bicycles get thrown in the river. There's bicycles everywhere. Yes. Yeah, which it's all, I don't know if you know Amsterdam, it's, it's all, it's a lot of canals. Right. Uh, it's, it's like built in a certain of canals. Yeah. Um, so, and they do flush it out, apparently. And that's when they find the bicycles. Yeah. Well, we saw that at one point. Were you with, or was that just Deanna? No, maybe it was just Deanna and I riding around on our little water bicycle. Um, we saw a, a, a backhoe pulling shit out of the water. Nope, I didn't see that. Um, so, yeah, so there's bicycles everywhere. There's scooters everywhere. Not as many scooters as there are bicycles. And then there's cars and trains. And even the cars, like around all the canals, there's no barriers in most, the majority of them. There There's are no there. curbs. Yeah, so you park, you have to parallel park your car right up to the canal. So oh. you can imagine how many cars may end up in the canal also. Yeah, there's there's nothing, there's no barrier between the, the road and the canal, so you can drive your car into the canal, which I'm sure happens after someone's been to a coffee shop or drank too much right, as well. Right, or you, know, you parallel park it, you open up your door, you step to get out and you're in the you canal. You fall into the canal, yeah, that could happen as well. <laughs> there is nothing there um, so and there's all these cars all these scooters all these there's trains the only ones that uh, truly live by laws are the trains because they're stuck on a track so they have to follow that track uh, and yeah, they're they, like trolleys they have, not necessarily trains more of a trolley yeah make stops it's like a bus on a track but uh, everything else doesn't really adhere to any traffic safety laws whatsoever um, yeah, I don't remember this any, uh, if I saw any street lights other than the ones like when the train was coming, you'll see something go. Oh, up. there are street lights. We just stopped ignoring them because then that's the other one. It's pedestrians are the other part that are everywhere. And just because it's a red light and it says don't walk, you, that doesn't mean anything to you. If, if the road's clear, you just walk. So you stop paying attention to lights and you just look left and right. Um, so we had been there for a while. It had been in 
well actually our London was chaotic to drive in as well as I said last time although after a while I got the handle of it it was just merely the smaller streets in London where it's like one car wide and there's a car parked there and somehow two other cars are supposed to pass and yeah I don't know how the fuck that happens but we made we managed it we did a pretty good job uh, so we were sitting at a cafe drinking and an accident happened yes we were having some pizza we were actually just talking earlier about wonder how many accidents there are how we haven't seen an accident yeah. how all this manages to happen without an accident and so, boom an accident yeah so we're setting in the it's a one-way street um, cars going I don't know say they're supposed to be going west and you see scooters and bikes and motorcycles going east and west and then I guess you saw the accident I just saw like the aftermath of the two girls go down I think Deanna saw most of it. I, I, I was saw, facing the other direction. I, I saw just as the hit happened, I guess. Or just right. The noise, I looked in the right direction. And so, yeah, just at that point. Yeah, so it's a busy, narrow street. Very busy, narrow, one-way street. One and a half car lengths wide, pretty much. Yeah, the, you know, bikes flying everywhere. Pedestrians everywhere because of the bustling city. People everywhere, constantly. Um, and then I hear... Like a motorcycle go down, or a scooter, go scooter, down, I guess, uh, with two girls on it, and they just kind of lay there for a second. And this guy standing up there just kind of like shakes off what happened, you know, kind of holding his ribcage, doesn't say anything, and just kind of looks at the two girls, just kind of goes on. He's like, I don't know, because I don't, you know, he's obviously a tourist, doesn't know what's going on. He's like, ah, you know, they grazed me or whatever. These two girls, and they got up and they were pissed at the guy. Like, it was his fault that, that he was walking where he was walking. So they're really upset at this guy who, it turns out, can't hear. He's deaf. He's, he's, he's actually deaf. So they're upset that, they, that he didn't hear them coming. So two girls going the wrong way down a one-way street on a scooter, not wearing helmets ran into a deaf pedestrian who was walking the opposite you know the, the same direction the scooter was going and so the girls got, got mad at the pedestrian and then they called the cops well they left the scooter there so I, I started going over to help us get the scooter up it was just in the middle of the street cops come over because there's actually a lot of cops there yeah there's They're cops polite. everywhere um, the polite yeah polite and they come over and they start talking they're talking to the guy who got hit, well, trying to, there was an interpreter yeah, there. there was an interpreter who was also deaf, but I guess it seemed like he could hear a little bit, so he could handle some communication. There was a lot of finger gestures going all over the place. Yeah, and he's kind of showing, you know, kind of hit the ribcage, and he's like, and then they, they start walking off further. And it seems like the girls had the cops stop them again for something. Yeah, it, the deaf group seemed like they were just trying to get away from this. <laughs> they were the ones that were really on the right. And the girl, uh, the two, one girl scuffed her shoe and the other girl broke her flip-flop. And they were in their, whatever scuff mark was on their scooter. And they were pissed off about this and wanted someone to pay. Yeah, and she was showing the cop the shoe. Yeah, showing like, the cop the like, damage. Look at this. Look at this damage this look guy this caused. <laughs> this deaf guy couldn't hear me coming the wrong way down a one-way street without wearing my helmet. It causes damage, damage to the shoe. 
Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was. And I, I, I'm kind of curious to know what the aftermath of that is. Like, if he's paying restitution for that <laughs> shoe, right? Because she seemed like she was, you know, she was holding her shoe After and had two kilometers. Keep right. A13, E5, towards Pesari. Well, that's where we are. That's right. Just in case you need to know. Uh, so, okay, Amsterdam, and then we made our way to Paris. Yep, so the next stop was Paris. Uh, back through. In Paris, it's easier to remember because that's just this past week. So, uh, we saw tons of shit here. We did. Thanks to somebody we missed a train one night. Yes, thanks to somebody we missed a train one night. Got to spend a hot, sweaty night in Paris. Uh, yeah, so... After 800 meters, keep right, A13, B5, towards Versailles. Okay. Yeah, and if we're still talking when we get into Paris, she's not going to shut up. Keep right. Oh, she's not going to shut up. No. She is not going to shut up. Yeah, because we're about to fucking make wrong turns and she's just going to start talking and talking. So the first day we get into Paris, we, we have a timeshare down in Normandy. Um, no, it's not even in Normandy. It's called, it's yeah. in, it turns out it's in Val de Rule. It's called Residence de Normandy. Now up to that point, I thought we were staying in Normandy and we were just like, I don't know, 20 minutes away from beaches, the Normandy uh, D-Day beaches. But, I didn't investigate it that much. I just figured, you know, we're staying at residence in Normandy. How fucking far can that be from Normandy? Right. The but yeah. train goes into Paris, which uh, takes an hour or whatever, but it's easy for us to get to. Yeah, we so we take a train from Paris out to Val de Rule. Only to find out that our timeshare is not close to anything. Nothing. Like no bus stop, Literally, no town. So a taxi comes and picks us up. It costs us $30 to get to the timeshare. And it is straight up what you see in a movie like The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. A cab driver who doesn't speak English, he only speaks French, but he tries very hard to speak to us. Yeah, really nice guy. Um, seems like he's driving us all over the French countryside, like he's trying to rack up his fare. He's not, because we Google mapped it. Um, but uh, we're, we fucking drive forever. I mean, I remember mouth agape just going, where the fuck are we staying? Like, we just, we, like, burrowed deep into the French countryside. So deep that I couldn't figure out how they actually got building materials to the location to build the the place that we were staying, the hotel residence that we were staying in. Well, it's um, even so deep that our car, which has a brand new car, like brand new, we put like 16,000 miles on it, had a you know, GPS on it. No, not 16,000, it's like 2,800 kilometers, not even miles. Oh, sorry. What did we put on it? So far at this point, we put 1,231 kilometers on it. Anyways, we have a new car, well, that, a new yeah, GPS, yeah. and our GPS can't find the place we're staying. Yeah, the GPS can't find where we are. <laughs> um, so, and, and then, so we find the place that we're staying at. We're hungry. Then, we're hungry, and then they assign us our room. And just like in you see in these movies with these far off hotels, like we have to reception is like nine miles away from where our room is. Like you got this long walk. Every time you need something, you got to take this long trek up to reception. Um, anyway, we're hungry. Yeah, so we're hungry, and there's we're like, oh, is there any place to eat? Any restaurants? Anything close? There's nothing. Well, there's one restaurant next door. It's like seventy dollars a person. Or Yes, it's, a, it's yeah, the only it's restaurant. really expensive. Like, absurdly expensive. 
And you had to have a coat and tie. You had to have a tie, a, a coat to stay in there. Uh, you could, we couldn't go. We had nothing that uh, we could wear in there, actually. Um, but luckily, the, the place we stayed at does have like spaghetti and sauce and stuff like that. So you, we they have a little to... market in reception, which is a counter that you can buy groceries from. Yeah, which has like maybe 30 items. And the reason they have that is because every fucking supermarket in France closes down at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yes. So the sun is up until 10.30, 11. But nothing's open. Nothing's open. And they they put on their door that they close at 9. But then when you get there, you find out that they decided to close at 8.46 today. That's right. Just to make sure everyone's out by 9. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's just like, you'd be like, what time do you close? We close at 8.33. The door says 9. We close at 8.33. You're just like, all right, fine. I don't understand, but okay. Um, so, yeah. So took our train there and then we, we quickly figured out that we needed to rent a car uh, so we went to Paris and rented a car and then we got to drive the car back how did that work out it took us two hours to make a one-hour drive this is right now as we're speaking to doing this podcast this is our second journey driving into Paris we drove out of Paris that was a fucking nightmare and now we're driving back into Paris uh, because we have a train that we need to catch to get to Spain, or well, to make our way to Spain. But uh, yeah, we, I have no idea how chaotic this is going to get. Anyway, we got our car, um, and things have been fine since we got our car. Driving around this place has been okay. But we haven't been driving back into Paris. We drive to the yes. train station and take our train an hour to Paris. And we've driven to the north, to the countryside, to uh, the Omaha Beach, two hours away. Normandy, the true Normandy, even though we're staying in a lot of residence, Normandy, uh, and, uh, and where we saw the D-Day beaches, yeah. which are pretty amazing. Uh, the bunkers, were the German bunkers were amazing, where like 30-some German soldiers uh, annihilated 3,000 American soldiers and like injured 9,000 others. Um, it was it was pretty epic to see the, the bunkers and then the just the hold that those Germans had on the beach with just 30 people. Yeah, and a machine gun. And, and several machine guns, high-powered guns. After two kilometers, keep left, A13, E5. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, there we are. Um, so yeah, so Normandy, that was, or the Normandy beaches, D-Day beaches. Uh, we also drove to uh, Mont Saint-Michel. Yeah, we did. Which was pretty neat. I mean, it's it, you could see. Well, we paid a nine dollar tour of it. That fucking sucked balls. That made the Tower of London look like Disneyland. Um, the Tower of London was thirty something, right? Yeah, it was but expensive. Well, it was like twenty two or something a person. I think I don't know. I paid like forty five or something for Deanna and I to see that place. Which then, oh, it has the Queen's jewels in it. Um, but you're not allowed to take pictures or video or of anything there. So it's not like you, you, you never were there then. There's no proof you were there. There's no proof you were there. Yeah, it really sucks. There, you get there and like everything, anytime you go into a building, pretty much you can't take a picture or videotape. Like somehow that's going to hurt a diamond. Oh, I can see all the squiggly lines starting to come up on the screen. Um, but uh, the outside of Mount St. Michelle 
uh, was pretty neat. You could you could see how it could inspire uh, Hogwarts or uh, you know Harry Potter or any of those medieval. Yeah, the castle or the chateau was built in the 700s, uh, so it's been there for over a thousand years. And a village was built around it. And, uh, you could definitely get an idea of what it was like to do commerce in that village way back then. Uh, it's pretty neat. And it's an island, so it's totally it's surrounded by water. So when the tide comes in, it gets totally surrounded by water. When the tide goes out, it gets totally surrounded by mud. Well, and that's what I thought too, except when we were on our way out and we were in that one building where welcome we were with, center. Yeah, the Welcome Center. I read a thing about um, reconstruction and the dam. So apparently the reason why there was no water around the island, I think is because they've dammed it off so they could do work. That's why the trucks and everything were there. So there were pictures of like one day the island will, will finish this portion and you'll cross that footbridge over water. But right now it was, it was just like, uh, it looked like the tide went out. It was just clay, um, sandy sort of clay. But anyway, that was uh, that was an interesting After place to be. After 800 meters, go straight on A13, E5 towards Paris. And in, speaking of Paris, in Paris we saw the Eiffel go Tower. Okay. In Paris we saw the Eiffel Tower, which was pretty neat. We ate, uh, we had uh, some dinner on swings on the second deck of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, so we opted to take the stairs to be healthy. Yeah, which was 630 stairs. Uh, 630 or 635 stairs up as far as you could go. And then you have to take an elevator up the narrow spire. There's no more stairs to, to go up that way. At least no more stairs that people are allowed to take. Unless there's an emergency. Um, we did pee on the Eiffel Tower because there's a restroom on the second deck there. We did. Um, Speed had food, watch a, a video, which was horrible. Michael hated the video. I was it, okay with the video. It, it just didn't explain anything. I didn't understand. I mean, I, I like the pictures. I think it's cool seeing, like, you know, the construction workers out there with no harnesses and just, hey, there's the Eiffel Tower as we speak. I would say most things that we visited uh, throughout our entire journey have been poorly explained. Um, I mean, even the catacombs, we were like guessing and trying to figure out based on some signage that we read here and there. Uh, well, exactly we did not adopt for the audio tour. We didn't. Um, but even that, the catacombs, which is cool, all the dead people, but a lot of the plaques and stuff like that were like geologic. Uh, yeah, that's why I say there's been, in our entire journey, there's been plaques with ill explanations of what things are. Yeah, like, okay, so Paris was underwater at one point, and there's some shells, we found this, and this is this period, this period, this period. Um, the, the catacombs, we saw six million, the remains of six million dead people, and uh, we're able to touch them. I don't know if you're allowed to, but I did. I touched the bones, human bones. Yes, they are everywhere. And then after a while, at you first you're like, down. oh my god. god. And then it's like, oh look, more bones. Like monuments in London and everything else around here. Like, oh look, more old shit, more bones. Yeah. By the time, yeah, by the time you're done with the catacombs, you're callous to it. Like, but they're, they're, the way they're stacked, like these guys had to go down there, stack these bones up in such a nice, orderly fashion. And because they put like skulls in certain areas, like there's a heart in one, there's crosses that you can see that they 
built is they're putting bones in there. I don't know. There's these circle pillar things that maybe they did just when they were bored because, you know, after loading three million bones, hey, let's just see what else we can make out of this. More than three million. It's the remains of three, six million people. So I don't know how many, how many bones are. There's 28 bones in the human hand. I remember that because I did a report on it. Uh-oh. We're starting to head to Paris. Shit's going to get fucked up. Yes, it is. Um, but we are only like 20 minutes away from our destination. Where we're supposed to be. Yeah, let's see if that's true. So, we saw Princess Di's memorial. We're at the tunnel where she was killed. Or where she died. I guess she wasn't actually killed. She was chased down. I don't know. Like paparazzi. Um, we... Several churches. Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Um, Lint so. chocolate. Uh, Stumbled upon Lint chocolate. Excellent. Got to go visit there. Stumbled upon a few McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, I get the bad totally. No, that's no, not. That's just 70. Totally, I'm supposed to do 70 kilometers. Um, well, let's see. Arc Day Triumph. And then there's, oh, we went to the Louvre. Oh, that's right. We saw. Um, First thing we went to the Louvre. What's her name? Mona Lisa. We saw the Mona Lisa. Lots of lots of paintings with boobies on them, um, which was cool. It, it's it's a lot of artwork. I mean, you, yeah, it was all cool. You become numb to that too. <laughs> yeah, like, look, there's another picture of Jesus. Yay! Another painting, another artifact. You literally just approach something that was made millions of years ago or whatever, thousands of years ago, and you're just whatever. It doesn't seen it. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of it just doesn't look like I couldn't tell the difference between the different artists. You know, well, it's the Renaissance period. We're not okay. trained. We are not trained, that's right. Or, well, but they all kind of look the same. Ahead, keep right, E5, towards land. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what the fuck else we saw in Paris. Uh, let's see. Oh, we walked everywhere. I forget how many miles we put on that. Was... Uh, there's one day we did 50,000 steps. Yeah. So now we begin the next leg of our journey, which is to Spain, for you to run with the bulls. That's right. So this could be my last podcast if we don't do another one before then. It very well could be the last words anybody ever hears. Like, your family could be cherishing this podcast because <laughs> it could be the last time. Sounds like he had such a great trip before he died. Um, I don't know. They might be like, there's a lack of enthusiasm in his voice. It doesn't <laughs> seem as excited as we wish he was before he... Got a second yeah, asshole I, by a bull. I, I did get the holy water from Notre Dame. Uh, but on the other hand, I also laid on an altar at the church yesterday at Mont St. Michel. So, so, I don't know if that's going to cancel each other out or and you, if I've screwed because the last thing I did was lay on the altar. Uh, I don't know. We're going to see what's going to happen in a week when you run with the bull. That's or right. Less, less than, than a week, week yeah. Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Two days away. What day is it today? Today's Saturday. Oh, happy 4th of July, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is July 4th right now. It is July 4th. So, yeah, in a couple of days, you get to run with the bullies. Yep, and we're going to see how France and today's a hell July 4th. Today's one hell of a day of traveling. We, uh, whatever, I was up at 6 this morning. Yeah, we left our place at 7 a.m. Right now it's 8.20 heading into Paris where we catch a train or return our rental car and catch a train to Bordeaux where we spend eight hours and 
Bordeaux, France, where we'll have After some wine. Hopefully, hopefully there's wine in Bordeaux. Hopefully we're close to something. Well, the train station's got to be. The train station's like Valley Rule in the middle of nowhere. Ten miles away from anything. Right. Literally, the train station where we in Valley Rule where we stayed, you got off the train and there was nothing. There was like. You, there wasn't even a snack then, machine. Stay in the left lane. Um, it is so like the station agent. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so we you were in Bordeaux for like eight hours, and then like in the middle of the night, we catch a bus that I envision is going to be like one of these Indian type buses where people are hanging off the side with sheep and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, chicken created chickens on the top. No, stay in left lane. Sorry, we're getting confused now. We're trying to stay. Um, and because uh, we are in France, I'm sorry, Paris. We are in Paris, and uh, and then we make it into Spain at like three o'clock in the morning, which we don't know how we're getting to the hotel from there. Because you know, our luck, the cabs aren't going to be on until eight o'clock in the morning. No, I think our is our hotel far from the train station. I'm Michael Hutchinson. This could be the last time you hear from me. Could be. Uh, So for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com. Peace out.